0: to Blissfully Bloom. I am so excited for you to listen to today's episode because I have one of my best friends coming on the show today. Her name is Brittany Hinkle, and we talk all about moving to a new city and making friends in your mid-20s. I mean, if you have tried either the two, (laughs) either wanting to move out of your hometown or really wanting to Get outside of your comfort zone and move to a place where you've never been to. And after you move to a new city, finding friends can be a struggle, right? Or even just graduating from college and being an adult and having this new role and stepping into this new role, it can be really hard to find friends. So that's what we talk about today. So Brittany moved before I did. She moved to Dallas, Texas for chiropractor school and I moved to Colorado Springs. I really just moved because I needed a landscape change. So our reasons for moving was different, but I think that we both share our experiences and stories in today's episode and we realize how much in common we actually have from stepping into this uncertainty. So today, Brittany shares her experience with moving. She also answers some questions. So I'm going to list a few questions that she's going to answer for us today. She's going to answer, when did the new home really begin to feel like home? How have you navigated being away from your family? What advice would you give someone who feels lonely after moving out of their hometown? What tips would you give to listeners who are considering moving? What tips would you give to listeners who are trying to make new friends? Did you find it challenging finding friends who you actually vibe with? And more. Hello, gorgeous. Welcome to Blissfully Bloom. I'm Tori, your host. And this podcast was created to inspire women to transform their mindset, blossom from within, and be unafraid to be their authentic selves. Get ready to grow, evolve, and bloom. Hello everyone. Welcome back to Blissfully Bloom. I'm Victoria, your host, and this podcast was created to empower women to love themselves unconditionally, transform and heal their anxious mindsets and discover their own inner bliss. I have a special guest with me here today, Brittany Hinkle. Welcome Brittany. Hello. How are you doing? I am great over here in Dallas, Texas right now. <laughs> Oh, Dallas, the big T, Texas (laughs) T. I have a question for you. And I had a question that I normally asked my previous guests, but I changed it because I really, really like this one. And I like hearing about people's lessons that they learn. So my first question that I have for you is what is one powerful lesson you have learned that has been life-changing for you?
1: So this one's kind of, it's kind of weird, but I really feel like almost taking self-accountability. What I mean by that is I always in the past with like friendships or relationships, it wasn't my fault ever. I wasn't ever the one doing anything wrong. It was always them or like in a fight, I would, you know, flip it around on them. And I think taking accountability and realizing, you know what, like I'm doing things that are wrong too. I'm not being a perfect friend or perfect girlfriend and just being self-aware of my actions and being able to say I'm sorry when I've done something wrong, I think has been huge for me and growing, honestly. It needed to happen and I'm glad it did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I love that too, because I feel like then you kind of take back a little bit of your power, almost like giving yourself a little bit of grace too, and realizing that you're human and, and owning it really. So I love that you- You're starting to like own it. I love it. (laughs) And I think it's just like
1: it will help with like relationships and stuff, realizing that it's like a two-way thing and you're right. In some way, it gives me power back because I'm like, wait, I have the power to make a change in this relationship too. This isn't working. I can make changes to better it, you know?
0: Yeah. And also too, I feel like if you don't take that responsibility, then you're just kind of putting all of the blame on one other person and it may not even be the case. So right. I love that. I love that. Thank you for sharing that lesson. And so today we're coming on the show to really talk about being in your mid twenties, like we are today. Okay. And for those who are listening, this will definitely resonate. If you are thinking about moving to a new city, are planning on moving to a new city or have already moved to a new city. So my first question that I have for you, Brittany, is could you share with the listeners your experience moving? So like where did you move? When did you move? Why did you decide to move? Yes. Yeah, so I moved in
1: April of 2019. I was from New Orleans, born and raised. And I moved for chiropractic school in April, and we drove from Dallas. It was my dad, his fiance, and then me in a separate car. We drove the seven and a half hours. My car packed, had already picked out an apartment, and yeah, we just drove. And I actually moved here for chiropractic school, and so this was the only place I could come. I couldn't do it at home, so I had no other choice.
0: Oh, wow. Were you looking at other schools? Or did you so, just run
1: on Dallas? I, it kind of helped me make my decision because I had friends from college who yeah. had also moved to Dallas for law school and then another grad school. And so that kind of helped make my decision easier because I was between there and a school in Houston and I didn't really, it just really helped, you know, make my decision clear that I was going to end up in Dallas. That's my cats stitch. <laughs>
0: Oh, my gosh. That really does take a lot of bravery on your end. Because knowing you, I feel like, am I remembering correctly, you didn't really move out of the city too much when you were younger or during your teenage years? Yeah. So basically,
1: I lived in the same house from the time I was born to the time I went to college. And I only went to college an hour away. And my family is so close. I have... My parents are pretty young, and so I'm really close with my grandparents and aunts and uncles and all of that. Yeah, no one in my family moved away ever. I have one uncle who moved away, and we all gave him such a hard time about it, and so it's just funny that I was the one to move away because I was always like, oh, no, I'm going to stay close to family and stuff like that, and yeah, my family took it pretty hard when I told them I was going to be moving to Dallas for sure
0: i can bet my family omg it was like they were convincing me of all the reasons to stay and not go yeah so
1: i can definitely feel you on that. yeah I see, say i know you're the same way like even though you've moved around a lot been with your family and mm-hmm. so like it's just a big jump college was like a test run we were only an hour away like we could go home anytime uh-huh. Whereas now we're like a plane ride away, you know, mm-hmm. or a very long drive.
0: Right, right. And plus too, I think, I don't know, did you feel a lot
1: of guilt on your end? Oh, 100%. And especially cause I mean, we both have stuff with our moms kind of needing, you know, our help for like medical reasons. That's where my guilt came from. I was like, oh my God. And also we have siblings, like we leave that on them that's where I had my most guilt not only am I leaving but all of this now falls on my sister and like there's nothing I can do to support her other than just on the phone and that was like really hard
0: yeah kind of changing that role
1: yeah that dynamic especially because we're the older you know the oldest sister that's our job right to protect our sister and our family and when you move away you can't really do
0: that you know it definitely becomes harder at that physical distance. And yeah, I definitely did feel the guilt for sure. And whenever I'm not there and I'm not visiting, it's not really present, but when Mm -hmm. I am there and I actually get to see like face and if I see any sort of sadness or them just wanting to kind of wanting everything not to go good. Cause yeah. my family, they placed a bet that I was going to be back by like a year's time. And here I am. What? Um, <laughs> what? I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, definitely. Hello, mom. If you're listening, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry that I loved it here. I would do anything for them. And, and my love is still present. It's not like I love them any less, Right but it's just at this season of my life i feel like i do need a a big change as this one well too it's like we when you're younger and stuff your dynamic
1: is with your family all the time and like as you get older right that dynamic shifts no matter what even if we lived in the same state it still shifts but i think in like family's eyes and stuff It's like, oh, you just left instead of like, oh, you grew up, you, you know, got married, have kids, like it's a different stage of life. But this feels more like a choice to them, I guess, like us moving to a different state and deciding to stay there, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's so... So true. Like, yeah, can't even... <laughs> I know we're both living it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really glad too, that I have you, someone that I basically have grown up with since high school and college to be going through the same thing. I feel less alone knowing that. New Orleans is a place where you stay. You don't, your family stays there, you
1: stay there, you don't leave. All of our friends, they didn't have to go out and make a bunch of new friends. They didn't have to, you know, find out how to get to their local CVS, stuff like that, that you just don't realize. Like, I remember when I moved here, I was going to get toilet paper, something like that. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know how to get to a grocery store. I don't know how to get to a CVS. I just broke down. I was like, what?
0: Yeah, it could be like so minute to yeah. you now, but then it was probably felt more of a big deal because everything feels so much bigger to you, right, right. in your space. And until you actually learn the ropes, like I, I remember in college, LSU felt like a ginormous state on, a, on right. its own. <laughs> right. And looking back, you're like, you could
1: literally walk from one end to the other.
0: Right, right, right. So it definitely takes time for sure. When did your new home really begin to feel like home for you? So
1: kind of what you already mentioned, I guess, when I started to know how to go to like the basic places, I didn't have to plug in my maps to go to school, you know, or the places that I go every day. And also, I mean, I had the pleasure of, I had roommates when I moved here that I lived with an undergrad. And so I instantly had that sense of home that did come with me, which a lot of people don't have. And so I felt lucky with that. I'll say once I got into the swing of things, so I moved in April, started school May 1st and I'll say probably like it took about two, three months to start feeling like, okay, I can live here. I can make it through. Like I'm not going to have to go home. Um, And it just kind of slowly from there, as I, you know, as I made my touch on my apartment and started to make some friends, I started to feel like it was definitely more of a home.
0: Mm -hmm. And too, with that, I feel like, did you do this, put different family pictures around kind of personalizing your space? yeah i definitely i had to do that because especially
1: i mean you've seen my apartment it's like tall ceilings industrial so it was like the least cozy homey feeling place ever (laughs) like the first night i moved in i seriously remember i in my true fashion i brought three air mattresses all three had holes in them none of them blew up my furniture wasn't getting delivered till the next day so My first night in my apartment, I slept on the hard floor and I just cried. And I was like, I made the biggest mistake of my life. I said that. I still remember it because I thought, what did I just do? You know, thankfully, once I got furniture, I started to get more in the swing of things. I started to feel more comfortable here.
0: Mm -hmm. It it could feel so foreign at first. Yeah even a different culture too, because New Orleans is a whole other culture in itself and moving to a new state and with new people around and leaving behind everything else, your family, your friends. Mm
1: -hmm. So it definitely
0: is just a big, big step. Yeah. For those listening, I say, give it time and don't rush it and try not to force things either you know, some places just aren't really meant to be, and we will get to this, but I feel like you would definitely know if it's the right move Mm -hmm. over time. So just definitely give it some time, give it some, I guess, space to sink in for you. I think it's definitely like a mindset thing. Okay. Yeah. You're leaving behind your friends and family, but like you're yourself, you're bringing your whole body Mm -hmm. and your mind and your soul to a whole different place. So everything has to settle in like your body has to get used to it your mind and your soul
1: I think this is actually one of those times where being a little selfish isn't the worst thing because in this time like you said you're going to be getting a lot of different pulling forces you know wanting you to do this a certain way or not wanting you to leave and at the end of the day if that's your decision to make you can't let what everyone else is telling you ruin this experience because At the end of the day we're young and this is the time of our lives where we're not settled down to go out and find where you want to live so if you move and you're like oh this is not for me like you've given it a good try you're not stuck there like we can still go anywhere we want and i think that if it doesn't work out then you just take that as like a learning step next time like that's going to be the place i want to be and if it's not then you go to the next place but this is the time of our lives to do that, you know.
0: I say like what is the is the risk if you have no kids yet? I mean, even right. if you have kids, okay, like that can still happen, but especially when you have no kids or if you're not married yet. I mean, me and Cooper were we're going to get married one day, but we're still not like tied down in that essence too, but right. we still mutually agreed upon the move. They definitely have to consider that. Like if you are with a partner, do they want to move with you? Right. Or not? <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, I understand that one. But then yeah. you, you met Grant yeah. in Dallas, right?
1: So it's so funny. I always tell everyone this. My mom told me when I left, like, whatever you do, don't find a guy fall in love and stay in Dallas. I met Grant the first month I was here, so, um, and we've, we've been inseparable ever since, but yeah, that's been a weird dynamic too, right, because his family is from Dallas, everyone he loves is here, and for me, you know, when I first came to Dallas, I was like, I had it in my head, you know, I'm going back home, I'm going back home, and he wanted to stay in Dallas, and so that was a decision, you know, we had to make together, and we're still making together, trying to figure everything out, but just with a partner, it's different. I was like, it's not just me. And also like, I guess the reasons that I was wanting to go back home were becoming less and less as I stayed here. Yeah. And stayed with him. And so I feel lucky enough that I do have his family and stuff here. So if I'm ever feeling homesick and stuff like that, it's, it's a way it's, that really helps me feel more
0: like I have family around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I guess you kind of found some new family members.
1: Yeah, I kind of did. I, it was, I will say like meeting Grant made things a lot easier being in Dallas because I did, I got a family. They treat me wonderfully. Like I am one of their children. And so they, they've really helped make me feel like this could be my home in Dallas. Good. Good. (laughs) And that makes me feel so happy. I know. I know. It's me too. My cheeks are like blushing because it's, it's just really sweet and genuine and I'm very lucky.
0: Yeah. So my next question is, Mm -hmm. how have you navigated being away from your family?
1: Yeah. So this has been the hardest part. And I will say, just give yourself time to almost like grieve that loss of you're not going to be able to make every family event. You're going to have to miss birthdays in person and stuff like that. What I would tell myself and just think about is that kind of comes with age anyway, right? You're able to attend less and less stuff because you have your own family. And so I kind of, you know, use that in the back of my head as like, yes, I'm missing this, but they know I want to be there. They know I love them. I know that they want me to be there too. Like I know that they're missing me just as much as I'm missing them. And so I've just been really trying to be conscious and be like, they love me. They they would want me to be there and they know that I'd want to. Um, and so that's kind of helped me, I guess, get through <laughs> missing all of those family things,
0: yeah, I, I think I definitely felt it from me being away from them. I think during Easter because I usually mm. spend a lot of time either with Cooper's family or my family during right. Easter. and we had moved in January to Colorado Springs, and I think that would have been the first ever holiday that we were gone that we would have been there. And then just being on FaceTime with them definitely did feel like off, almost triggered the feelings of being away again Mm -hmm. for me. But I could definitely relate to like not wanting to upset them, but at the same time, them actually knowing that it's not nothing about them. You're not leaving because of them.
1: Right. And you,
0: it's not like you love them any less. Yeah. If any any of our families are listening, we love you. We, love you. <laughs> <laughs> we want to take you with us. <laughs> yes. Because uh, also too, I think when you move, it doesn't just affect just you. It affects everyone kind of involved who you were close with. So it can be tough on a lot of uh, different family members or friends. I think my mom said that she literally cried for two months. Like Mm -hmm. she had a hard time with it. And I was surprised too, because I was the first to leave, to go to college. And I thought that she had already practiced me being away from her, but I think it was just the longer distance. That was the difference. Right. Right. And I think, too, our families do kind
1: of need to realize our families if you moved away. You know what? You lost one person. Like, I kind of lost everyone all at once. And so it's like, believe me, I am struggling with this way more because I lost, not that you lost, but, like, you're not able to be close with every single person you love. Where it's like, they're just missing me. Like, I can't fill up every day of their time. You know what I mean? So.
0: I get that so much. And. Also, I would love to talk about if you feel like kind of an outsider with your family, does that happen for you at all? Yeah.
1: So it's it's like when I go back with everyone, I'm very, you know, able to speak to anyone and stuff like that, but it's like I would come to the family parties and it's almost like they're not used to me being there anymore, and so I felt like when they were talking about other stories of what happened last week and all this stuff, and I had no idea what they were talking about. I just felt like, oh my gosh, my place here has shifted. They've basically gotten used to me not being there, which is a good thing and a bad thing, right? Because I'm not there, but at the same time when I'm back, I wanna just be able to go jump back in like nothing's changed. And my family's pretty good about that, but there were times when I had to tell them like, listen, I'm feeling kind of left out almost. navigating that was definitely tough I think and still is. Yeah
0: I can definitely relate to that too coming back and I think there might have been just Christmas gathering but we had Mm -hmm. an early Christmas gathering because I wasn't there for Christmas this year Mm -hmm. and I remember some of my family talking about what they were going to do for New Year's or just other things that were coming up and me realizing that I wasn't going to get, be a part of that almost made me feel like, oh, am I even a part of this family? Right. Like those questions start to pop up. And I know that that's not true, but it's just like, why I kind of start to question like those feelings that I have, because they're not helping anything, you know, thinking that I know that they want the best for me and I want the best for them too, but that still kind of comes up every now and then. Right. something I have to like look into. No, I feel that
1: too. I mean, I definitely think that our family obviously loves us and is excited that we're home. And I think it's just figuring out this new dynamic we have, you know, of not being there all the time and not making every holiday. And with that does come some, not on purpose, but some distance. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that's something that we definitely have to work on, you know, more so ourselves. It's like, We can't be everywhere at once, and we need to just be present in the moment and just enjoy being with the family for whatever time we get. And if we feel like we don't know what they're talking about because we haven't been there, then
0: let's just, like, ask. Next family gathering, that's what we're doing. It's, like, actually, like, kind of be more a part of the conversation and not shut down completely because you're not. Another thing that's been really hard for me is I have a sister, as you know, that's two. And every single time that I come home, she's literally like an inch taller and I could see just the difference in that. And so that has been one of the hardest parts for me is seeing her grow up, not being able to be a part of that because those moments I will never get back. Right. And I feel like it's different when you have cousins or family that you like, they've already grown, but Mm -hmm. then when you have like littles, that yeah. there's like those little special moments that you won't be a part of. That's what I've been trying to like also navigate. Cause I was talking about this with my therapist, and I was having these feelings about one of my sisters. I'm not gonna say their name, mm-hmm. but I was like, one of my sisters keep keep sending me pictures and like of them having a good time. And it just makes me feel like kind of left out. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, I don't think she's sending you those pictures to make you feel that way. I think she's just wanting you to be a part of her life.
1: Right. And like wanting
0: to share her life and she she just wants to let you know that she is interested in you knowing about her life still right. even when you're gone and so kind of making those little mindset shifts too and you know analyzing what you're thinking too can be a good thing <laughs> and yeah. not believing everything and yeah you know because if I believe that she just wanted me to be jealous or wanted me to feel like I'm not a part of the family then it definitely doesn't help that relationship and us bonding whatsoever. So
1: And I think, too, with that, a lot of it is us creating scenarios in our head because of our insecurity of, like, okay, well, they've forgotten. For me, I was like, they've forgotten even my personality. Or, like, this is with friends as well, not just my family. I kind of felt like I forgot who I was because I was, like, I don't feel like anyone remembers. And I know that sounds crazy. Like, obviously, my friends didn't forget me. But it's, like, you forgot what it's like to hang out with me and to just have those, like, every days. And I felt that with my family too. And so I think I would, I would be the one creating these scenarios in my head where I was like, oh, they just don't even care. Like they've completely forgotten about me or, you know, and it's like, that's not true. You just can't be in their group text that they're, because you're not there. Like you can't, you don't want to see them being like, oh, let's go get marks tonight. Cause you can't go. That was one of those things where I had to be kind of self-aware and like, it's not anyone else, it's me being negative about myself and really just
0: putting my doubts on to everyone else. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think I do remember asking you separately because mm-hmm. I didn't want to make, like whenever I was living in new Orleans, I didn't want to make a group text mm-hmm. and then you not be able to come. So I think I do remember like texting you separately, asking if you were to be able to be there. I know, like, I still wanted to personally invite you, and and still make you feel welcome because obviously anything that I host you are right well and I know and you were really good
1: about that and it's not that anyone wasn't good about it but it was like everyone was kind of figuring out this dynamic and I did a lot of my friends like I wasn't talking to every day anymore and I think I had to realize that like again that comes with age too like not everyone is hanging out every second of every day right people work people are in school, people are doing things. And so, but I took that as like, oh my gosh, everyone's just hanging out all the time. And I am here like a loser by myself in Dallas, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. Are you looking to blossom your love from within and be your own best friend? Quiet the voice of your inner critic and really step into your self-love future vision? Well, I have just created a 10-week self-love program that was made for you. I have come so far in my self-love journey. I started out as my own worst enemy, my own bully, and I really didn't like being me. But now I can proudly say that I absolutely adore the person that I am the love that was just waiting to bloom within me has now started to be a garden from within and i just feel like a whole new different woman a woman who accepts herself and shows her authenticity to the world and if this is what you want if you want to really embrace who you are completely and fully. I can definitely help you do that, and I can absolutely help you transform and grow that love from within. I will be that support system for you. I will guide you along the way. Just know that you are not alone. And so for this program, I have created a community around it. When you say yes, you will also gain access to a Facebook self-love community group where all of the women involved in the program will be there to support you too. You can choose to have one-on-one coaching sessions with me, or you don't have to invest in the coaching. You can just buy the program itself. But... I can promise you that the investment in coaching with me will be worth it because you will see the transformation more quickly and when I am there to support you and coach you, if this interests you, please go ahead and DM me the word self-love on my Instagram at blissfully.bloom. Let's dive into loneliness. Okay. What advice would you give to someone who feels really lonely after moving to a new hometown and or yeah, moving out of their hometown into a new one? So I would
1: say what really helped me and like the best advice I can give is to just say yes to everything. Say yes to dinner with this person you met at your bar class or whatever workout class you're doing. Say yes to going to get coffee with someone from school because it's easy to shut ourselves down and say, like, I don't want to put myself out there. Like, it takes a lot. It really does to have to go meet someone new and then kind of maintain that friendship. But at the same time, you're like, this is what I have to do, not just to meet other people, but for yourself, And so I think the biggest piece of advice I can give is just say yes to every opportunity you're given and really just put yourself out there. Even if it's going for a walk around your park or, you know, going to a workout class and just talking to the girl next to you. I think that's like one way you can make friends and stuff like that. And even bumble friends, literally whatever you can do to get out there and then just really put yourself out there and not bail at the last second. Like, oh, I don't really want to do this. Like, I'd rather lay in bed and binge housewives. It's like, your housewives aren't your friends.
0: (laughs) Like, you know, they might be in my head, but they're not actually my friends. I think it's so important to find that community, build it, you know, create your own even, Mm -hmm. because if you do feel lonely, there's things that you can do about that. There's some actions that you can do about that. Like Brittany said, really saying yes to those opportunities, not giving into those excuses, even when you're scared or you're doubtful about, uh, was this the right decision? Just, Just do it because you never know who you'll meet. You'll never know who you'll come across and will literally change your life and maybe not make you feel so lonely anymore. Yeah, and I feel like
1: really to just have that confidence in yourself on, about who you are. And it's like, you know what, you might not be every single person's cup of tea and you might have gone to drinks with that one girl and y'all didn't really click. You don't have to be friends with everyone and you don't need a huge group of friends. You need those core friends that you're having a bad day you need to drink wine and like chat you have someone to go to and vice versa they have you and so i think just really like not being too hard on yourself if you're not coming to make friends easily you know Um, but just really give yourself the time to be able to develop those friendships because
0: real friendships don't happen in one day if you didn't really feel oh i don't know if this meeting was right maybe give it even one more chance to really figure out okay is this my person? Is this my right. peanut butter to my jelly? Like, are we going to be sisters? Right. You know, like maybe just,
1: right. Maybe you were just like awkward the first visit. Cause y'all were both like, we don't really know what to talk about. And then it's like the next visit, you have stuff to talk about, you know, like something's happened that week you can chat about.
0: So, mm-hmm. and also too, just a little advice of like conversation starters, mm-hmm. I like to go in for the deep questions. Like, what are you excited about? Not just, Hey, like, how's the weather? What kind of weather do you like Like, really get into some, some questions that people normally don't ask because those are the the ones that will eventually allow the conversations to flow a little bit better. And you may find out things about each other that you're, you may be surprised. Oh, like we actually do have a lot in common.
1: Right. And it's funny because just human nature people like to talk about themselves. So by like asking those questions and giving that person the opportunity to tell you a story that relates to it or whatever it is, it's like, that's how you connect because just naturally people like to talk about themselves. So it's like, that's definitely a way in to kind of break
0: the ice. Mm -hmm. For sure. Thank you for giving that advice. Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) What positive things came out of moving and what were some of the not so positive things? So I will
1: say positives were, well, of course, my boyfriend, uh, future hubby. um, He was definitely the best thing that came out of moving to Dallas. But I will say also the growth that I've done on myself by kind of like removing myself from my hometown and that and all of that comes with that and really having to put myself out there and be more outgoing and put myself in situations that I'm not comfortable in and just getting a change of scenery. You know, New Orleans is very small. It's a town like no other with its culture and stuff, but it's small. And I will say, like, I have just learned so much about people from moving to a big town and just how they interact. It's just a completely different world here. And I think that it's really just opened my eyes to you know there's more out there than your hometown definitely
0: a expansion of yourself yeah. and of the world too because you may have been to different types of restaurants that new orleans may not have had or right. just their different styles of country music <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. country music was um the biggest change for me here everyone loves it i don't listen to it So yeah, that's been the biggest change for me. The culture is very different here. I thought I was gonna lose a bunch of weight when I moved here because the food's not as good, but the Tex-Mex is very good. So I'll say that. So it's basically, it's just Mexican food, but for some reason they do it better in Texas. I don't know. Everything else though, better in New Orleans. So I'll tell you that.
0: Like the food-wise?
1: Yeah, food-wise. Not like everything-wise, just the food is way better in New Orleans. I miss that yeah the crawfish season that gives me major FOMO
0: yes like I was like I need to be sent some crawfish I need to be <laughs> king and some king cake please I mean yeah guess what restaurant we have for seafood what guess the name in Colorado Springs Bubba's Shrimp the place that's everywhere where she was that <laughs> it's actually called Juicy Seafood Ew, you don't
1: really want your seafood to be juicy. I'm not like, ooh, yum, this catfish is so juicy. I guess actually people do say that about fish, huh? I just don't really eat that much anymore.
0: (laughs) Never throw juicy in front of seafood and I'm out. Like, I didn't even try that. (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't, it's not really winning me over with the name. It's definitely not winning (laughs) me over. (laughs) But I definitely do agree with the growth because I feel like I kind of, reclaim my independency, we kind of are forced to do more things by yourself and, and really step into that adult role, right? Like figuring out things by yourself. And I mean, my mom is a call away, but if I don't have that time to call her, I would just do it myself. You know, and most of the time I did do things myself, major things like taxes. I made a vast smile. Mom.
1: Right. Well, it's like we don't have that safety net anymore, right? To just rely on what's safe to us. And what's safe to us is that family and friends that we grew up with our whole life. And so you literally have to grow up and put yourself out there because if you don't, you're not gonna be successful. And so, you know, it's kind of a sink or swim kind of moment. And I feel like we both rose to the occasion and made the most of it. And I think we're still figuring things out, but I think that's how it's supposed to be.
0: Yeah, yeah. For sure. I don't regret it. No, I don't either. No regrets. (laughs) What advice or tips would you give to those who are considering moving out of their town or city or different country for that matter? Right. So I think if you're able to,
1: definitely, which seems like an obvious answer, right, but going ahead of time. And even just taking a long vacation there. I mean, like more than two days, like maybe doing a full week long and just really picture, can I do this? Is this something I want to do? And then I think another factor is like financial. So it's like looking at the area and how much it costs because, you know, the practical side of me is like, you have to look at that, those things and the demographics. And if you have children, you know, the school districts and stuff like that. But I think overall, you just need to, when you go there, be like, okay, I could see myself here. I could do this on the weekends. You're going to have to just find your groove when you get there, you
0: know? Yeah, yeah. And Cooper and I, we did go to Denver. We visited our friend Mary while she was living there and just stayed a couple of days. And I absolutely loved it there. But We didn't really consider Colorado Springs whenever we were moving. The only reason why we moved to the Springs was because he had a full-time job offer here. I was like, well, let's actually go and see. So we did see the city just to see, okay, what is the feel for things? And I would say that I love the Springs like 10 times better than Denver. So even just a city outside of that, like maybe even consider stuff close to The main town that you would have seen yourself in. There's just so many options available, which can be overwhelming. I think. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Like Brittany said, putting yourself in that scenario of what life would look like if I was here, what my lifestyle would be like, Mm -hmm. and does it align with who you are? And that's what Cooper and I were loving is just how close the mountain range is. If we Mm -hmm. want to go on hikes our hikes are literally 15 minutes away. Whereas if we were to live in a city, a big city as in Denver, it would be more like an hour or right. maybe 45 minutes out of the way. And we were just looking for that close proximity to nature, right. which we absolutely love. So that's why we were like, you know what, let's do it. Let's do Colorado Springs.
1: Yeah, I feel like you have to have like almost like a list of your non-negotiables. So for you guys, it was like being close to nature. For me, it was like, obviously I wanted to be close to school, but I also, because I, moved here originally single and you know I wanted to be in the city where I could go out easily or I could walk to the restaurants and brunch and so I think it's just really prioritizing whatever stage of life you're in and finding a place that can grow with you also so like not just While you want to be young and partying, but like now we're looking more to like the suburbs a little bit outside of Dallas for where we'll end up because we're not trying to party every weekend anymore. So it's just like I think coming up with your list of non-negotiables and then really just going for it, just taking a leap of faith and doing it because it's never going to feel like the right time, I don't think. And it's never going to feel like a sure thing. And you're going to have to take a risk at some point and you just got to go
0: for it. So true. So true. Just trust it. Jump in yeah. the water. Not going yeah. in. Just go for it. Yeah, exactly. Cannonball into that water because. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, another one that I have for you, another question is mm, which we kind of got into, but do you have any more to expand on this? Any more tips about? listeners who are trying to make new friends in a new town yeah i just say like
1: join anything you can if you like coffee and you like to read it's like go to the same coffee shop once you're a regular you'll see other regulars i did class pass which i was able to go to a bunch of different like exercise classes at different places and then once I found one I liked and people I liked, I just stayed at that one. Again, just putting yourself out there is the only way you can really do it. And if you are more shy, more nervous, I think going through like Bumble Friends is a great opportunity. Even if you go just meet someone for coffee and you're like, nah, they weren't really my vibe. You put yourself out there and then you can meet someone else on there.
0: It's good practice too. Yeah. It's like dating, <laughs> meeting new friends. Yeah. It really is. I I definitely had that app when I first moved Mm -hmm. and at first I didn't really know what to think about it because I mean my mom taught me when growing up don't talk to strangers don't meet people that you've never met, but they do have that little blue check verification which makes you feel a lot better a lot safer, and if you are meeting people. Through Bumble, I suggest being in an open area, like meeting for coffee. Like going into like a back alley or something like that would be sketchy.
1: Right, don't go meet someone at their house. Um, go somewhere public. That's my advice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And you'll be surprised because the people who are there on the app, they're most likely wanting to connect. They put themselves out there as well as you, and you know they're probably open. I met one through Bumble, but the only thing was our vibes didn't really click because they were more into the drinking, the partying. And I felt myself, I don't know, almost wearing a different social mask because I didn't want to come off as, Oh, I I don't want to like party. I'm lame and all that. And I wanted to please them. So I did go out for drinks a few nights, but it just didn't end up working out. We we did hang out a little bit towards the beginning. Right. And it just didn't end up working out. They were really sweet girls. Don't get me wrong. But then I just kept looking through the app again, because if one group of friends didn't work out, it doesn't mean that another group won't or another girl won't. Right. So I did end up meeting this one girl and we've literally hit it off. Our vibes are just synced. She's very right. really spiritual like I am. And it, just, it was just great. I don't think I would have even considered like if I would have just like, oh yeah, I'm just going to stick with these girls because what if I don't find anybody else? I wouldn't have met my other friend who right. we really do align, like values align. So,
1: well, I think you touched on a really good point too. Almost like this imposter syndrome that we get, and especially like right now because I kind of am like you. And I mean, we grew up together. You know, we partied back in the day, <laughs> and it's like now I find myself wanting to do that less but I almost feel guilty because I'm like, oh, I'm not fun anymore. I feel like I don't, I'm almost having an identity crisis in that like, this is who I used to be. Like I used to identify as this person who would go party, I'd be fun, stuff like that. And it's like, now I'd rather go to dinner and watch a movie, giving myself grace. It's like, you're growing up, Brittany. Like you don't have to still want to drink every weekend and some people do and some people love to party and that's fine, but you don't have to make yourself that because you used to be
0: like that, you know? Yeah it is letting go a part of yourself, which is yeah. hard and accepting that and recognizing that you are growing, you are changing, you are evolving, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that your worth is any less or that you're, you're not a good person at all. And it's kind of hard to explain, but like I said, kind of the involvement of who you are and who you are becoming almost like transforming this little butterfly I imagine just in your cocoon you're going through like multiple cocoon phases and metamorphosis into different like seasons of your lives coming out a, a whole new different person who may be interested in different things who may vibe with different people other than before who may have different values now so I think all growth it, it's scary but it's
1: necessary right and it's like we have to just be present in the moment like that's Kind of what I've been self-talking with myself. You know what? You're still a really good person. People still have fun hanging around you. You just might not be the person they call to go out at 2 a.m. anymore. And like, I need to accept that and be like, that's not a personal dig to me, but our paths just aren't aligning in what we want. And that doesn't mean that we can't hang out, but I'm probably going to be the friend they call for brunch Versus, you know, partying all night and taking shots.
0: Yeah, very true. I, I didn't even realize that, too. Some of your friends, like you said, kind of choose you for different moments. Right. right? <laughs> Say you have one friend who absolutely loves painting, but then you don't. They may call another friend who's more into painting. It's not a dig to you at all. It's just like
1: you're, you don't want to do that. That's why they didn't invite you. It's not because they don't want to hang out with you, but they know you don't want to do that. Why are you upset that they didn't invite you? Kind of thing. And that's me
0: talking to myself saying that. I'm glad we talked about this. This is just. I, know. Like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, We deep dove. <laughs> Another question, kind of going into making friends. Did you find it challenging actually finding friends who you vibe with at first? And if so, can you explain more about that? And plus, I also thought of another question. How do you know when kind of a match and sync your friendship is going to last a long time? Right. So I feel like the one good
1: thing about the pandemic was that it kind of allowed you to see who were your friends, actually, not just for going out. Because you know how there's different tiers of friends, right? you have like your closest friends that you trust with your life, you have your party friends, and then you have like your acquaintances. And so for me, I think when I came to school, obviously a lot of the friends I was making there were, they were very different. They were focused on school, they didn't party much. Um, And for me, I was like, oh, they thought I was the wild one. And as you know, I was one of the tamer ones in our group. And so for me, I was like, oh, okay, I guess I am kind of crazy but I really not. I'm just more crazy than them. And so for me that was a weird dynamic cuz I shifted from being like probably one of the more conservative of the friend group to being like the bad influence of the group. It was different. Again, it was like a culture shock of seeing people that came from all over, but at the end of the day, I kind of grew with them and we all were very bonded all my school friends over, you know, us going through the program together. So I mean, there were people that I obviously didn't click with and I had to figure out as I went along, but for the most part, it's kind of what you make it. And if you feel like you don't vibe with someone, that's okay too. They can be in your acquaintance box. They don't have to be in your top tier friend box. And for me, I know I vibe with someone. (laughs) This is so funny when like, I know I'm like at a point in friendship when I'm sending the memes on like TikTok and Instagram and I'm sending them ugly Snapchats. That doesn't sound like a big step, but that's those people that you're like, oh my gosh, this is so funny. I
0: have to tell so-and-so, you know? Yeah, yeah. I completely agree with that. And some of the friends that I met on Bumble, because usually I'm trying to think, I don't think I've met any of my friends yet outside of Bumble. Mm -hmm. That's something that I'll probably work on is really stepping outside there and talking to people just outside of a phone app. When I knew that we really clicked, even before meeting, was just what we were talking about. We were just really texting long paragraphs of text. I was like, I feel like I don't even talk like this with my sisters. What is happening here? And I really, really love that. It was just a new, almost like that little checkbox. Like, okay, I know that we're going to click when we meet, because we're talking like this before even meeting. So even those little signs too, is like, what kind of conversations are you having with them before meeting? And then what is it like as you meet? Because that can change too. Like if you're bouncing off of each other's
1: energies, like that's always, even like with dating, if you're giving back and forth and it's not just one person talking the whole time and it just feels like a natural flow Like, I think that's when you know, like, okay, like, we can probably go get coffee. We could probably go to dinner. And I will say, like, sometimes it's hard if you're trying to connect with, like, a group that's already been friends for a really long time. I still feel, like, kind of weary about that because it's, like, they've already had all these stories and you're the new person coming in. You're kind of the low man on the totem pole. And I think it's just okay to be like, you know what? Like they might not be my group of friends, but I can hang out with them. Like, I can become part of their group. And even though I wasn't there from the beginning, like I can be there till the end. Yeah. It's just going to take time. It just takes time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: you my friend. I know. Believe me, I've tried. It doesn't work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you probably wouldn't want a friendship that you forced anyway, Yeah,
1: you definitely, I feel like also another important thing is to have like self-awareness with your friendships where it's like, okay, she doesn't ever really text me. I text her. She responds a few days later, like being self-aware enough to realize when you're not They don't see you're not in their top shelf. You're in their acquaintance box And so I think it's important to like be okay with that I don't have to be their best friend We can still be friendly and we can still go, you know grab drinks every once in a while And I think it's just important to realize that you don't have to be every single person's best friend Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so true Right because I mean, you know, I know we're both very much I would say like people pleasers. And so for me, I'm like, I always want them to want to be my friend. I always want to be friends with everyone. And I just had to accept like, not everyone's going to want to be friends with you, Brittany. You just got to get that through your noggin. Like, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And it, it can just be so hard finding friends in adulthood where we are now, because in college, it was just so easy. Oh, so easy! Class, there's thousands of people around you. I mean, there's thousands of people as you're walking to, to your
1: class. And everyone wanted to make friends then everyone was in that stage. And now we're not in that
0: stage. Yeah. Like you either have already found your clique of group or who you vibe with already. And yeah, it could be extremely hard, especially with moving. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that's pretty much as tough as it gets because we didn't
1: move for college. I was lucky enough to have school. So I made friends, but it's a small program. It's a different stage. But you're right in college, so easy to make friends. Did we not always have an evolving like huge friend group? And it's like, you don't have that here. But it's not the stage of life we're in. Like No one has that at our age right now, you know? For sure. Unless they're still in college. Man, I wish I could have stayed because, yeah, you're living the dream. Don't ever leave
0: college if you can. (laughs) (laughs) For the friends-wise, it's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Friends, it's great. Now let's get into how do you know if your new place is meant to be and it's like Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz. There's no place like home. There's no place right. like home.
1: For me, I guess when I started to realize, because I have had back and forth on where I want to end up. And, you know, originally when I moved here, I was like, oh, I'm going back home. And I would say like every time I went home and visited, not that it felt less like home, but I was eager to get back to Dallas. Right. And I was like, I'm eager to get back to my life here. And I think setting my family apart and stuff like that, it wasn't them. It was me needing to figure out where I felt the most comfortable. (laughs) Yeah, I think just when you realize that wherever you're at, you'd wish you were at that other place. I kind of think that's a moment when you're like, okay, I think I'm just missing my family here. I don't think I'm missing that town.
0: That is so true. I mean, do you normally drive to New Orleans or do you fly? I usually
1: drive. It's about a seven and a half hour drive with gas prices these days. I don't know what I'm going to be doing, but yeah,
0: I usually drive. So, okay. So I usually fly since it's an hour drive and whenever I land, it's just like, where's the mountains? Right. Like, oh my gosh, I'm excited to see my family, but just Mm -hmm. being in this place, this environment, this space, I don't have that same feeling of when I'm going for my daily walks. The energy is different.
1: Yeah, n- no, I agree. And I think like, even just for me, which it sounds so bad, but when I would go back to New Orleans, I'm like, everything looks so old. I don't know. I was like, why is everything falling apart here? Cause like Dallas is a bright city. Like everything's new. That was another thing. It was like my perspective of things just shifted where I was like, man, this place is kind of falling apart and like I'm used to high rises and all these different things. So that was another moment when I was like, okay, I think my perception of things has shifted a bit. Also
0: with this question too, I think bringing in aspects of what home means to you into Mm -hmm. your new place. Right. So if that is, I don't know, say for New Orleans example, if you really love Mardi Gras or if you really just loved different factors of new orleans Mm -hmm. and maybe bringing in some new orleans objects you know Mm -hmm. like cartelies around your home Mm -hmm. or stuff like that just things that remind you of home to transfer that feeling of home in your previous hometown to where where you are because it's going to be easier to to live there if it feels like home Right. And
1: well, one way I did that, and actually my mom was really sweet with this. She gave me all the supplies to like make my red beans and rice that I can't get here. There's certain brands you can't get. And so for me, like I'll cook red beans and rice and cornbread. We used to do that every Monday night. And so I think for me, it's just important, especially as I'll have kids and stuff, probably somewhere away from home. It's still keeping that New Orleans culture alive because that's what I love so much. I love that everywhere else in the world on on Mardi Gras, it's just a Tuesday there it's a party. For me, it's just important to make sure that I educate my future kids and just give them that culture. Like we'll be eating red beans and rice on a Monday. You better believe we'll be going in town for Mardi Gras. Well, they'll know how to peel crawfish when they're little, like things like that, that I don't want my children to miss out on. I'll make sure to make a priority to incorporate, even if we're not there. Mm -hmm. Like you
0: said, with the cooking, Me and Cooper, Mm -hmm. we make beignets sometimes on the weekends. Oh my gosh. I don't think I've ever been in the world market before, but Cooper said that there's just literally everything that you can think of there. And he found beignet mixes.
1: What? See, my mom brought me some beignet mix, some praline, some gumbo, like all the
0: mixes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So Cooper has literally made it down to a science. He literally takes out his measuring sticks sometimes. He's like, it has to be two inches. I'm like, okay, like let's not dirty up our beignet mix here. (laughs) Right. You're like, just, just cut it. It's fine. Now, my last question for this topic is, was moving worth it? And would you do it again? moving was
1: 100 worth it especially as i am coming up on my graduation in august i'll officially be a doctor of chiropractic whoop whoop three and a half long years finally paying off yes it was 100 worth it i met the love of my life here i've created great friend groups i feel like i have grown more than i ever could have staying at home And I think that my family knows that I love them and I want to spend as much time with them and I won't stop convincing them to move to Dallas. It was absolutely worth it. I would 100% do it again. And I don't think that you'll ever regret something that makes you happy. Mm, Amen to
0: that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, where can listeners connect with you, Brittany? Yes. So I
1: have my just regular old Instagram, Brittany underscore Hinkle. And then I also have a chiropractic page where I talk about all the benefits um, of chiropractic care for all ages. And that is back and body works on Instagram.
0: So give it a follow. Follow her right now. (laughs) (laughs) Now, one question that I love to ask all of my guests is, What does it mean to blissfully bloom? So I think kind of
1: what you were talking about, about like the different stages of life, but I think just accepting where you are in the present moment, not comparing yourself to your past self or who you want to be in the future. But I think just really accepting where you are right now in life. And if you're in a position you want to be, then just take full advantage of that. And if you're not, then you can work do the work and become whatever you want to be and do whatever you want to do. And the only person holding yourself back is you. And so I think it just means to like have that self-acceptance of who you are. And then when you do that, you can't fail. When you were confident in yourself, everyone else is going to have confidence in you.
0: Yes, it spreads. I love it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming today, Brittany. It was a pleasure. And we'll have to do this again. Yes. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. I enjoyed having Brittany on the show. I mean, I miss her so much. We rarely get to see each other because of just the distance between our hometowns and where we live. But Uh, I just absolutely adored having her on the show today and I'm so grateful that she took her time out of the day to talk with me about this topic and I hope that you found this conversation really worthwhile and really allowed Brittany's tips and our stories and our experiences to really settle in and hopefully inspired you to maybe make some changes in your life. Maybe step outside of your comfort zone a bit. Sometimes it's even scary to even admit that you want to move. Maybe even see what it would be like. Picture yourself in a new town or a new city. And with making friends, I think that we covered a lot in this episode. But like Brittany said, say yes to opportunities, right? don't allow opportunities to slip out of your hands. They're going to show up and if you struggle with making friends, this is how you're going to build that community. This is how you're going to make those lifelong lasting friends if you join things that you're both interested in, right? And you have those same values and you never know what those opportunities are going to lead you into. You may have said yes to an opportunity and say a friend asks you to go to coffee, but then you may meet the love of your life in that coffee shop. You never know. So really, really trust those opportunities, say yes, surrender to them, and allow whatever unfolds to unfold. And another thing that Brittany mentioned about the moving that I would like to mention again is that really allow yourself to take those leaps of faith. She talked about how moving requires risk, right? There's a risk in it, but sometimes you just have to trust your heart. You have to allow your heart to guide you in places that you never thought imaginable. Allow your intuition to come through too because most places you may not really know if you love it yet because you may not have experienced it or you know you might not have actually visited the place yet but sometimes it really takes trusting in yourself, in your heart, in your soul, and in your mind that This change could be really good for you. So, I just absolutely love this episode today. I hope that you enjoyed it too. So, if you haven't already, please subscribe and hit that notification bell so that you never miss an episode. And if you have time, please, please, please leave the podcast a review. That would mean so much to me. And also, if you check out the show notes, I do have some very special things that I'm offering. Now, There is a link to some free self-love bookmarks. If you want to fill your books with love, this is your chance to do this. And it's absolutely free. You just have to click on the link and fill out a few details like your name and your email address so that the bookmarks can be sent over to you. And also you can see that there is another link to a free 30-minute discovery call with me to see if my self-love program is right for you. I talked a little bit about the program. In the middle of the episode so if any of that resonated with you make sure that you click that link and you book a free discovery call so that you can really step into your self-love dreams and goals and having me as your self-love and spiritual coach i can absolutely guide you into a beautiful inner transformation one that is literally life-changing so oh my goodness Thank you so much for listening, and I will see y'all in the next episode. Bye!